0: Greetings friends and brethren. This is Dr. Bob Teal for the Continuing Church of God. I'd like to talk about Asia in Prophecy. What's ahead for uh, China, India, Russia, Korea, Japan, Indonesia, and the rest of Asia in the 21st century? Currently, we're seeing Asia, nearly all of it, uh, expanding its influence in the region and around the world. Basically, much of uh, Asia is becoming, the or has become, the, uh, leading manufacturing base for, the, for more, much of the world. I've got a map of Asia that I went to print today and you can see this here. I'm going to show you another Asian map in just a moment. we will try to point out a few things. The way this particular map is done, this would be uh, Russia, uh, China, Japan, uh, there's Korea, okay, uh, Indonesia, New Guinea, Southeast Asia, India, Sri Lanka, Arab Peninsula, Iran. Now, this particular map also has uh, U- Ukraine, and Belarus, and Moldova in Asia, but we're not going to really be focusing on, on those, but you've got Mongolia and Kazakhstan, etc., all parts of uh, Asia. Now here's another map, which is done a different way, and because the, the uh, world is round, uh, maps don't always come out exactly uh, the way it would be represented. represented. So anyway, but both of them make Russia look very large, and of course Russia is the largest uh, uh, nation on the planet. So we're seeing, with the economic development, a wealthier Asia, particularly much wealthier than Asia was in, let's say, 1940s and 1950s, and continues to see growth. Yeah, there's some conflicts and some things, but we're basically seeing Seeing this, and they're also, in addition to having economic growth, we're seeing that uh, Russia and China, Japan, and India, are also expanding uh, their their military power. You know, uh, North Korea apparently has uh, nuclear weapons as well. And mentioning Japan, originally Japan's constitution after World War II was to prevent it from. Uh, becoming particularly armed, but Japan is arming more. They made some changes to their constitution back in the uh, 2014, or at least interpretations of it, and they're also working on uh, their military. China has been busily trying to ensure it doesn't run out of certain things, as well as getting resources from around the world. Uh, China's been making deals in uh, Europe, Uh, throughout Asia, uh, down into Africa, and interestingly, it's got a lot of involvement with the Panama Canal, and as far as Panama goes, in Latin America, uh, Panama was the first Latin American nation to actually make a deal with uh, uh, China related to its Belt and Road Initiative. Now, in the past, uh, I've I've written that what China did was following some of what its leader, uh, the late uh, Deng Xiaoping said, which is China must hide brightness and nourish obscurity, bide our time and build up our capabilities. And interestingly, this this morning when I was doing research on this uh, subject, I ran across the same quote. I wasn't going to actually use a, a more current uh, news item or two, but I decided I'd throw those in here. And one of the things that that I found related to this was, uh, let me read something that was uh, reported uh, uh, by the Gatestone Institute uh, March 22, 2021. It says, China's regime continues to talk about China's rise. It says, Beijing's propaganda line is shifting in ominous ways. Ruler uh, Xi Jinping, new narrative for, is that China is leading the East. In a landmark speech he gave at the end of last year, he said, the East is rising and the West is declining. Then it says, Mao Zedong, China's, uh, uh, saw China leading Africa, the peoples of Asia against the West. So this is not a new idea. Deng Xiaoping counseled to hide capabilities and buy time. Xi, the current head of China, believes China's time has come in part because he feels America is in terminal decline. So yeah, we're seeing various things going on and Russia and China are working together as well as with some other Asian powers. Essentially, They don't want to be pushed around by the United States, and they want to do things their way. And actually on March 27th, uh, uh, 2021, uh, China actually signed a 25 year cooperation agreement between itself and the nation of Iran. And those who live in the United States realize that the United States has had various sanctions against Iran and various other things. And China is basically telling the United States it's going to do it its way. It doesn't really care much about what the U.S. says. Furthermore, China's been working on different projects, including um, its uh, Asian bank. Uh, and it's basically, let's see, you have got 21 other countries are involved in this international bank development. Uh, the United States is not part of it. It's called the Asian Infrastructure Investment Bank. Member nations include Myanmar, Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia, Vietnam, the Philippines, India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, and Nepal are also signed up. And what China's been doing is basically looking at the world and saying as it can rise up economically, it also looks like it wants to have more influence throughout the world, but particularly in its own region. China does not like the United States being involved in what's called the South China Sea. Uh, China does not want the United States to be involved in the defense of Japan or or South Korea, uh, etc., etc., and the Chinese seem to believe that if they build various roads, build certain ports, invest in different uh, nations, include trade with these nations, they will end up with more influence and the United States will have less. Now there's an article that I saw on March uh, 10th and I'd like to go through this a little bit. And some of the reason I'm going through the news items is to show all who are willing to see that the nations in Asia are seriously talking about getting together and actually are getting together in certain ways, which look to be a prelude to what will happen in various prophecies. And we're going to go through different types of prophecies uh, regarding uh, Asia uh, in this sermon, at least that's my intent. So here's something uh, from, uh, this is reported by Arab News. Remember the Arab Peninsula is part of Asia. <laughs> March 10th, quote, Believing that Western powers are intent on weakening Russia through regime change initiatives at its borders, President Vladimir Putin first envisioned a Eurasian Union in 2011. This was institutionalized by the Eurasian Economic Union in 2015. Besides Russia, its members are Armenia, Belarus, Kazakhstan, and Kyrgyzstan. In September 2013, again, same article, Meanwhile, Chinese President uh, Xi Jinping set out his Belt and Road Initiative, which envisions land and sea connectivity from the Pacific to the Atlantic through various transport linkages. In May of 2015, Putin and Xi agreed to make their two Eurasian visions complementary. A year later, Putin declared his intention to establish a greater Eurasian partnership across Asia and Europe. Among the major Eurasian countries that have built substantial ties with Russia and China is Turkey. Turkey is interesting in the respect that a small part of Turkey is considered to be in Europe, and most of it is in in Asia. And Of course, Turkey is supposed to be a NATO ally, and Turkey is interested uh, in Europe. Anyway, furthermore, this article says, Afghanistan and Pakistan are the other nations that are becoming part of the Eurasian enterprise. Both Russia and China have also significantly expanded their presence in the Gulf Council countries. That's in the Arab Peninsula. Moscow's security concept for the Gulf proposal, which was announced in June of 2019, provides a useful approach to regional stability and it upholds inclusiveness and views regional security issues as being interrelated. Russia's Greater Eurasian Partnership, complemented by China's Belt and Road Initiative projects, have already embraced several major Asian nations in alignments that provide mutual benefits. Now, if you live in countries like the United States, or specifically the United States, you don't hardly hear about this kind of stuff. Uh, you hear a lot about COVID and for the last four or five years, uh, Donald Trump issues. But to focus on what's been going on behind the scenes, if you will, that will tie in a prophecy, uh, uh, not so much. It's not something that uh, uh, we, we hear. Now, interestingly... I'm going to go back to uh, 2015. Uh, In November 2015, uh, leaders of Japan, China, and South Korea say they've completely restored trade and security ties. That was our first meeting in uh, three years. They also agreed to more economic cooperation. And essentially, nations over in Asia are starting to wonder, if the United States is in decline, and with its massive deficits, it's obvious that it is. Will, how long will it be able to provide a security umbrella to, to Asia, various Asian countries? The United States itself trades a lot with China, so it can't really stop pieces, let's say, Cambodia, uh, from trying to, to trade a lot with China. But you've got these countries over there starting to say or think. Maybe we do need to cooperate a bit more with China because the United States can only do so much and the United States is declining power. And I mentioned the Belt and Road Initiative, and we've had a a, a couple of sermonettes about this. Basically, China has roads in process that basically get very close to Armageddon, and they... uh, also go up into Russia. They also have what they call a polar BRI, intended to go over the top. And they're building ports in different places in uh, throughout Asia and Africa. And they're also looking at some stuff in Latin America in order to improve China's standing, as well as China's ability to trade. Now, back in 2008, it was announced that both the uh, Russia, China, and also India, were gonna build uh, aircraft carriers for navies. And it was, was reported that so this is unprecedented in the history of shipbuilding. And so we see economic development, we see economic cooperation, we see some security cooperation, and places building their military. Now a lot of times when people think about prophecy in Asia, they focus mostly on uh, various wars and Armageddon. And I'm gonna get to some of that, okay? That is, that's certainly part of it. What about the gospel? The Bible tells us that prior to the uh, formation, or the complete rise of the Babylonian European empire, prior to the time, nations such as the United States are going to get destroyed. People in Asia are going to hear the gospel. They're going to get the message. Let's go to Matthew 24, verse 14. We've gone over this before. This gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the worlds of witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Now the end being discussed there is the end of the church age uh, as well as the time of the tribulation begins. Now in one respect you can say that the church age will continue until Jesus returns. But this end Jesus is talking about here is the end just before the time of the great tribulation. And we have a booklet that many of you have seen, The Gospel of the Kingdom of God. This booklet and any other one I hold up or may hold up. It's available at the www.ccog.org website, ccog.org uh, website. Go to the Literature tab, Books and Booklets, and you can find it. But for this particular booklet, if you go to ccog.org, instead of going there, if you just go down on that page, you'll start to see languages, a bunch of languages, actually over a hundred languages. And there are links there to this particular booklet uh, translated into uh, over a hundred languages. And by the way, we're in the process of uh, updating a couple of those languages. I won't mention which two yet, but when we get them we'll announce them uh, to make sure that the translations are are better, trying to improve those. Anyway, this particular booklet is translated into numerous Asian languages. The time is going to come when people will pay attention to the Gospel message. I believe that this is going to happen around the time we in the Continuing Church of God will be identifying the the King of the North. There are various prophecies in the book of Daniel, chapter 11. I'm going to get to some, but the ones I'm going to talk about right now, I'm not going to turn to. Basically, starting in verse 29 of Daniel 11, certain events are going to occur. I believe we in the Continuing Church of God we'll be pointing out that the events as they are occurring are fulfillments of those particular prophecies. We're going to be warning that the European beast power is rising up and he's fulfilling various prophecies that are in the Bible. When that happens I believe we will get a short amount of attention. Uh, Sometimes I refer to this as a short work uh, based on uh, what the Apostle Paul wrote in the book of Romans. And when that occurs, nations around the world are going to look, wonder who we are. People are going to go online and whatever and read more about the gospel of the kingdom of God. Because we're going to say that this guy is the beast. He's going to be aligned or is aligned at that time with the Antichrist. He will destroy the United States. He will destroy its British descended allies, such as, United, such as Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom. And that after the US is gone, this particular beast power is going to go into uh, the Arab region of North Africa and the Middle East and take that over as well. People won't want to hear that, but people will be somewhat fascinated by it. And the reality is, those prophecies will be being fulfilled, and because they are, I believe this will be a time that many throughout Asia will get a witness and when the witness is fulfilled to God's satisfactions, that God's the one that's going to determine when this is fulfilled. I'm not going to do it. Anybody who uh, died in the past didn't do it because it has, Matthew 24:14 has not been fulfilled. Because the end will come when it is, and that will be when God determines that it is. I've laid out a speculative scenario of how I think that's going to happen. But the reality is, yes, they are going to get a message To the the Asians are going to get this get a message. Now, one of the problems that China itself has is well China thinks it's going to lead the world in the twenty first century, and to a degree it has major abilities to do a lot of that. It's not going to be the dominant force that it wishes to be. Biblical prophecy points to Europe. People say, but yeah, but look at China. This guy've got more people, and they're the first or second largest economy in the world, depending on how you count it. Uh, the United States supposedly is the first, but if you look at debt and some other things, you can find out that uh, perhaps it's not. And actually, if you put the European Union together, uh, you've got an economy uh, about the same size as uh, China uh, and uh, the United States as well. But as far as China goes, it's got some weaknesses. One is, China's got a certain policy called the... uh, H-U-K-O-U. Huku, I think is how it's pronounced. It's a household registration system that's supposed to control the movement of people. But basically if you were born in an agricultural era, you're considered rural and never a city person. And so if you go to urban areas your kids still can't go to school, you still don't get various things. And so this may cause a conflict in China. Now China is looking at possibly overhauling that. Uh, it's been decades since they've made any, anything to that. And if they don't do it, or they don't do it fast enough, they may see revolts in the countryside and some other issues. China also has some major problems with air pollution, uh, as well as also trust amongst its people. So a lot of things going on over there are not going to work the way the Chinese currently hope it's going to. Now. I wasn't planning on mentioning this but it just came to mind, Hong Kong. It's long been uh, my position that Hong Kong will become part of China. I also wrote when various protests were happening in Hong Kong several years ago that this was not going to end up well for the people in Hong Kong. As it's turning out, uh, we'll call it mainland China is getting more and more influence over Hong Kong and uh, Hong Kong is not going to remain uh, independent for as long as people want it to be. And right now Hong Kong is not nearly as independent as it was, let's say, 10 years ago. Now, I was talking about prophecies, and one that I'm going to talk about is actually one from a Roman Catholic mystic, and I am going to focus on biblical prophecies, but there's something that was kind of interesting along this line. Back in 2018, someone forwarded this to me. Apparently, back on April 19, 1994, somebody by the name of Janie Garza claimed to have seven visions from Jesus. The first five visions were of wars. Uh, the fourth was a war in the church. The fifth was a war in the family. And as far as the first three visions, here's what this Janie said In the first vision, I saw red China in total chaos. There were loud noises that sounded like guns all over. People were lying in puddles of blood in the streets. Houses were destroyed. I could hear screams of people, and I could see men with weapons killing people. The vision was graphic in the sense that numerous bodies lay in the streets and were burning in cars. Their body parts were dismembered from fire and weapons. The air was filled with smoke and fire. Now, whether or not the demons who gave this woman the message, because I do not believe this was from Jesus, Uh, know what's going to happen or not, uh, we can't be certain. But we can be certain that they do know what the Bible says. And uh, I do believe something is going to happen in, in China. Now the Bible says that all the trading nations in the world are going to become wealthy by trading with Babylon. And that's going to be a European power. We can go to the uh, book of Revelation and we're going to read just chapter 18, verse 3. So you don't have to go, it's just one verse. It says, For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. So while the Babylonian power is going to be European, trading nations are going to prosper as well. So, presuming there is chaos in China, or even if there's not, China is going to end up prospering uh, with trade with this European power. I'm going to go to uh, Ezekiel chapter uh, uh, 27 and read uh, verse 13, 14. Talking about this Babylonian power The Bible says, Jabin, Tubal, and Meshech were your traders. They bartered human lives in vessels of bronze for your merchandise. Those from the house of Togarmah traded for your wares with horses, steeds, and mules. These merchandising nations are in, you know, Asia. Okay, Asia's got the world's most populous region and it's prophesied that it gained more wealth with this coming European empire. Now, at the www.cogwriter.com website, the Cogwriter website, there's information and biblical identification. So, how you can find where the Chinese people came from, which would include the people of uh, many people of Taiwan, Hong Kong, Macau, etc., as well as India, which would include also the people from Bangladesh and Pakistan and Sri Lanka and also uh, uh, Korea, uh, Japan, uh, Russia, uh, Ukraine. Now, of course, Asia's got a lot of other people, many of which one way or the other are cooperating. Other Asian peoples include those of Bhutan, Cambodia, Indonesia, Laos, Myanmar, uh, Nepal, Thailand, uh, the Philippines, Vietnam, the Tibetan Burman peoples, the Thai people, as well as uh, the, the Indonesians now i want to go to the book of genesis chapter 10 genesis 10, 10 starting verse 2 the bible mentions those who would be their ancestors essentially genesis 10 starting verse 2 the sons of japheth were gomer magog Madai, Javan, Tubal, Meshech, and Tirus. The sons of Gomer were Ashkenaz, Riphath, Togerma. The sons of Javan were Elisha, Elisha, I guess, Tarshish, Kittim, uh, Dodanim. From these, the coastland peoples of the Gentiles were separated into their lands, everyone according to his language, according to their families, into their nation not going to go in there, but you know about the Tower of Babel. God had people's languages changed. People stuck together with those who had languages that they could understand. As far as uh, this Ashkenaz person, he seems to be a progenitor of some of the Malaysian people. Now, the late Pastor General Old Worldwide Church of God, Herbert Demby Armstrong, taught about some of these people in Genesis. He said, you'll find Gomer, Togerma, Magog, Meshech, Tubal, identified in Genesis 10 as the sons of Japheth, the father of the yellow races. So the Asians and the uh, uh, eastern part. He also wrote, Gog in the land of Magog is the vast region of the USSR in northern Eurasia, extending from the Baltic to the Pacific. And I showed you some maps. Meshech is Moscow, Tubal is Tubalisk. So it was the opinion of Herbert Armstrong that Gog basically represented the land of Russia, so it was part of Magog. Well, Magog is mainly the land and people of Asia. And many of the people in Asia descended at least partially from Japheth, we read about in Genesis chapter 10. And again, we're supposed, we see they're supposed to inhabit the coastlands and you've got Russia going all the way to the coast, as well as the northern coast for Russia. And then you've got China, uh, Japan, Uh, Korea, I pointed those out on the map, uh, Indonesia, and even uh, India, and some of uh, uh, Thailand, other parts of Southeast Asia are also coastal lands. Now, many, though not necessarily all, of the people in Genesis 10 2 5 are likely kings of the East or will align with the kings of the East in uh, Revelation. Now, this is interesting because this is con- seems consistent with what Fidel Ramos, a former president of the Philippines, wanted. So I'm going to read something from 2011. The urgent task for Asian statesmen over the next five to ten years will be to replace the region's Pax Americana, which has guaranteed regional stability for decades, with a more comprehensive Pax Asia Pacifica that is built on inclusiveness and burden sharing. So he hoped for that for five to ten years from 2011. So obviously what he wanted was somewhat premature. But something like that might happen in the next three to ten years. You know, any Pax Asia Pacifica that replaces Pax Americana suggests that many nations in Asia have some type of confederation or uh, other agreement in mind with places like China. Eurasian leaders like uh, Russia's uh, Vladimir Putin have pushed for a Eurasian uh, union. When he was uh, prime minister, Vladimir Putin shared his vision for this union. He noted he believed the fu- future union would include Eastern Bloc nations along with nations from Asia and the Pacific Rim. He wanted quote a close in- Integration based on new values and economic and political foundations that the present time demanded. He commented along with other key players and regional structures, such as the European Union, United States, China, and the Asia Pacific community, it should ensure stability of global development. Well, while Vladimir Putin does want to have trade with Europe and the United States at this stage, uh, the time will come that uh, the Europeans will be a little more separated from Russia, but will continue to trade with Russia. I do expect that to happen. Uh, The United States, uh, that's another matter. Uh, uh, We've got various things on that. I do not believe that the United States will last past the fulfillment of Daniel 11 verse 39, which talks about the European beast power going against the strongest fortresses and dividing the land for gain. And I'd like to go to the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 46, verse 11. I'm only going to read that one verse there, but there's another one by Isaiah I want to go to in a moment. We see a prophecy in the Old Testament, some prophecies in the Old Testament regarding the powers from the East. Isaiah 46, verse 11. Calling a bird of prey from the East the man who executes my counsel from a far country. Indeed, I have spoken it, I will bring it to pass, I have purposed it, I will do it. This is a prophecy, the end time, regarding the peoples of the East. Now, let's go to Isaiah 13. I'd like to read several verses there. Starting with verse 4, again from the New King James Version of the Bible. Isaiah 13, verse 4. The noise of multitude in the mountains like that of many people. Tumultuous noise of the kingdoms of nations gathered together. The Lord of hosts musters the army for battle. So don't just think stuff about Armageddon is only in the New Testament. They come from a far country, from the end of heaven, the Lord and his weapons of of indignation to destroy the whole land. Wail for the day of the Lord is at hand. Again, this is an end time prophecy. It will come as destruction from the Almighty. Therefore all hands will be limp. Every man's heart will melt and they will be Afraid pangs and sorrows will take hold of them. They will be in pain as a woman in childbirth. You know, Jesus refers to that in uh, In the gospel accounts as well. They'll be amazed at one another And uh, Behold The day the Lord comes, cruel in both wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate. He will destroy sinners from it. So there's prophecies in the Old Testament about things happening from these people. And I'd like to read uh, something about where some of the Oriental peoples come from. Now this was penned in the 19th century. And this is from John, John Thomas Painter's Ethnology, The History of Geo- and Genealogy of the Human Race. And he says, According to the Tartars and the Orientals, the Chinese are ascended from Tichin, or Jin, the son of Japheth, the father of Turug, T- or Turku who came from the Turkomans. Tichin is the Aschiviz of Scripture, the son of Gomer, Turkish Togemar, the brother of Ashkenaz. The Orientals call all grandsons sons. So this is somebody who's gone through and tried to look at these things. And there's there's another division, he says, of the defend, the descendants of Ashkenaz, and I mentioned, for example, the Malaysians. These people spread to vast extent until they reached the Pacific Ocean. And, and they they formed the following nations. First, the Isidones, from the river Itchen borders China in the desert of Tama. Second, the Kin Tartars inhabiting the territory uh, around the north of Korea, around the seoul source of the Pacific Ocean. Third, the Kachin Tartars. Fourth, the Tachini, the Chinese of China. Fifth, the Tachinese inhabiting Siam, which we now call Thailand. Sixth, the inhabitants of Cochin China. Seventh, the inhabitants of Chichampan. Eighth, the Tonkinese, which would include, uh, I think, the Vietnamese. Ninth, the inhabitants of Cambodia. Tenth, the inhabitants of Chan states. Eleventh, the Japanese. Tonkin, Cochin, China. Chisimah, Laos, or Shishan states in Cambodia, anciently formed part of the Chinese Empire, the name of which was Te Chin. So-called from Achenes, from which the names of nearly all these countries are derived. So this person was looking at certain scriptures and looking at the peoples to say this is where they, they've come from. Now some of the Church of God circles, by the way, have speculated that the Chinese and Koreans uh, come from Magog and the uh, Japanese could have come from Ashkenaz, the son of Gomer. Uh, so there, there are some questions about that. But what about prophecy? You know, what, what's, go, what's going to happen? Now there's Chinese prophecies in a, and I know sometimes I'm criticized for bringing up non-biblical prophecies but I want to go through some Chinese prophecies that date from the Tang Dynasty. This is from uh, 618 to 907 AD and they support the idea that there was going to be Pan-Asian cooperation and also this is going to, Some of this is going to happen after some untrustworthy person rise, people rise up in the West. Here's one of them. Beautiful people come from the West. Korea, China, and Japan are gradually at peace. Now, I read something to you from several years back, I think it was 2015, that Korea, China, and Japan were trying to make nice a little bit. They're not there yet. Of course, you see the division in North and South Korea still. But notice it says, this happens... And beautiful people come from the West. Well, what's west of China and Japan and Korea? Europe. And prophecy also says, all negative forces are subservient. And this will be probably around the time the United States uh, is eliminated. It also says, China now has a saint, even if he's not that great of a hero. Now, I believe... That one of the purposes of these Chinese prophecies is to fulfill part of Satan's plan. Yes, Satan does have a plan. And these prophecies, I believe, are going to make it easier for the people in China, as well as perhaps Korea and Japan and others, to cooperate, as well as to temporarily accept certain things from the beast and the false prophet, the Antichrist. And that's who I think this saint's going to be, you know. Officially, China doesn't really have saints. They're, they're still officially atheistic. But something is going to happen. Now, something some things are going to happen. We know the Bible warns at the time of uh, signs and lying wonders in Second Thessalonians chapter 2. And that people are going to fall for that. Well, I believe one of these signs and lying wonders is very likely to involve... Marian apparitions. Marian apparitions were, by the way, to a great degree, responsible for most of Latin America becoming Roman Catholic. They were also a factor in Russia becoming Orthodox. And there's also some uh, Roman Catholic prophecies that point to Russia being influenced by apparitions claiming to be Mary. And this is one from the Fatima apparition back in 1917. But in the end, my Immaculate Heart shall triumph. The Holy Father will consecrate Russia to me, and she will be converted. And a certain period of peace will be in the world. And there was a Marian apparition in the Ukraine in the 20th century. And it says that the conversion of Russia will save Christian culture in the West and will be a push for Christianity throughout the world. Kingdom of Christ the King shall establish itself through the reign of the Mother of God. Now, the Bible talks about universal acceptance of a false leader in Revelation 13, 1 through 14. And as I said, I think apparitions claiming to be Mary will be part of the signs and lying wonders. I'll also comment that for the Bible says that the whole world will worship the beast. And so for a time, I think that will also include the Muslims. You say, well, how can the Muslims do all this stuff? Well, the Muslims revere Mary. She's one of four perfect women according to Islam. And interestingly, the Muslims also think that it was uh, Muhammad's daughter uh, Fatima that showed up at Fatima, not, not Mary, not Jesus' uh, mother Mary. But either way, the, the Muslims talk about Mary more than any woman in the Quran. And I think for a short period of time uh, the Muslims will uh, accept the beast power that's going to rise up. Now, when people see this beast power rising up, they're going to be amazed. And uh, I want to read something from uh, Revelation 17. I was debating if I wanted to do this one, but I'll read this uh, now. Revelation 17 verse 8, talks about the beast which you saw which was and is not, like the old uh, Roman Empire and its Holy Roman Empire things, it's going to ascend out of the bottomless pit and go to perdition. And those who dwell on the earth will marvel, whose names are not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world. When they see the beast that was not and is not and yet is, people are going to marvel because of the great wealth. They didn't think Europe could have such military power and rise up again. Uh, Also the timing of this rising up might coincide with beliefs in Hinduism about a a new golden age. And by the way, there's also interesting modern Russian prophecy that says Alaska is going to end up being part of Russia. And uh, other parts of Asia are going to end up with other parts of the western parts of the United States. I've mentioned this before, there's uh, an ancient Chinese prophecy that hints that perhaps Australia and New Zealand will end up to uh, to China or maybe even with Japan. It says population mouth takes territories south of the Yangtze River. The capitals moved again. The two divide up the territories, of which each maintains a defense. So this could be a deal that the Europeans make with the Chinese, or perhaps also involving the Japanese. And this, again, is consistent with prophecies such as uh, Daniel 11:29. It talks about the beast power going against the strongest fortresses dividing up the land for gain. Uh, I've read that in many other sermons. I'm not going to read it now, but you can read it in Daniel 11:39. But there's an a American Catholic prophecy from the early 20th century it says the yellow hordes of the rising sun in the middle kingdom, and that's China will pour out their wrath on the people of the island kingdom. Which had, which had gathered riches through trade, and that really sounds a lot like China coming down and taking over Australia, uh, and perhaps uh, 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 Japan being involved. You know, the United States owes uh, Japan and China lots of money. The Europeans uh, take over the United States. Uh, China and Japan probably would like to get something for it, so. Again, it's consistent with the Chinese prophecy of taking over an island nation. Or more than one. There's also some verses in the Book of Lamentations that support the idea that uh, Daniel 11.39 is talking about when the time the Anglo-American nations are punished. You don't have to go there, but for example, Lamentations 4.16 says, The face of the Eternal, or Yahweh, scatters them. He no longer regards them. And that... Hebrew word as scattered as them is the same used in Daniel eleven thirty nine for being divided. And it's also the same word used in Ezekiel 5 1 through 4 where his, his hair, which historically the Church of God at least in the last century or so has said uh, represents uh, the US uh, and its British descended allies. Now within Hinduism, there's a belief about a leader called the Great Kalki who's going to rise up and bring peace. And basically this person is supposed to be a military leader. He says the blood of the innocent is going to be spilled. There'll be no other remedy. And they want people to rise up in order to do this. And basically the Hindu prophecies point to this rising up uh, somewhere around 2025 or maybe a few years thereafter which I believe is consistent with biblical prophecies related to the time of the start of the Great Tribulation and again one of the reasons to mention this is not because we believe in Hindu prophecies we don't but we know that demons understand God's plan at least to the degree that they understand God has 6,000 years where he's given humanity to rule itself which I believe began once Adam and Eve were put out of the Garden of Eden, uh, and that Jesus will return at the end of those 6,000 years. Now, Hindu prophecy basically has it 5,000 years, but they started uh, roughly uh, 4,996 years ago. (laughs) So around 2025 is when they've got this coming out. A lot of us read one of their prophecies. Lord Krishna says there's a, uh, Kali Yoga will end 5,000 years after its beginning, giving way to a new age because of this dark age and the current epoch will end in 2025. So that was one of the prophecies there. And if some oliva like this rises up, they're going to think, oh, this is what they were expecting. And I mentioned 2 Thessalonians 2, uh, verses 8 to 10, and I decide I do want to read that. Second Thessalonians 2, starting in verse 8. Then a lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders. Well, some of these signs, I believe, are going to be these old prophecies prophecies for the people of India, or the Indian descendant people, the Hindus, to accept a Bhagwan Kalki, which, by the way, does not have to be a Hindu. We have a sermon on that you can also watch about India in 2025 on the Continuing COG Sermon Channel. It goes into India in much more detail. But the fact is that they, according to their own prophecies, or interpretations of their prophecies, excuse me, look to be willing to accept a non-Hindu as the Bhagwan Kalki. And anyway, continuing here, I also mentioned that the Chinese have prophecies about the West, uh, China, Korea, and Japan being at peace. And so, when those things happen, they'll say, "Okay, yes, this is what this was what our people told us to expect." So, it's part of the culture, Satan has this ingrained in the culture of the Chinese culture, the Hindu culture. Uh, I won't go into all of it now, but there's a bunch of this in Roman Catholic culture uh, that we're not going to go into. So he's been setting it up. It's going to be signs and lying wonders. So people see the lying wonders. Ah, okay, this is happening. This apparition is here or doing whatever, or whatever kinds of signs we're going to see. Signs to heaven, signs on the earth. There'll be different signs and wonders. And say, well, this is consistent with our culture. In fact, that for a 1,000 years or 500 years or whatever it's going to be, 1,600 years, we've been expecting all these things to happen. Anyway, lying wonders with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. People are going to think these are miracles from some deity. People throughout the world, including Asia, temporarily, will worship a false leader. And you can see this in Revelation chapter 13. In Revelation 13, we read about, starting in verse one, uh, a beast rising up from the sea, seven heads and 10 horns. Got a blasphemous name. It talks about the uh, beast was like a leopard, feet were like the, feet of the bear, mouth like a lion. Dragon gave him power, that Satan, the, de- the devil, gave him his power to throw in great authority. You'll find the same images in the book of Daniel, and you'll find out that the sea that this is talking about is the Great Sea in Daniel, which according to biblical geography is the Mediterranean Sea. The ancient Roman Empire controlled the Mediterranean Sea, the territory around the Mediterranean Sea. The Bible shows that the King of the North, the European power, will go down to the King of the South in Egypt, and Libya will not escape. Well, that's the southern part of the uh, Mediterranean Sea, and by the way, Libya, in the biblical term, doesn't just mean the nation we now call Libya. It basically meant uh, the land that was uh, west of Egypt. So we see biblical prophecies that say King of the North is going to end up with uh, the territory, the south portion of the Mediterranean Sea. The beast of sea at sea is the Mediterranean Sea, and the only power that I'm aware of that's controlled both sides for any length of time. Muslims had some involvement for a short time, but not, that, not enough, was uh, the European uh, Roman Empire. And that's going to happen again. So this is a prophecy regarding the European beast power. Anyway, verse 3 says, All the world marveled and followed the beast. That will include the Asians. They worshiped the, bee, the dragon, who gave authority to the beast, and they worshiped the beast, saying, Who's like the beast? Who's able to make war with him? And So we see this beast continues for 42 months. He opened, he's blasphemous one, granted him to make war with the saints and overcome them. and the power is given over every tribe, tongue, and nation. So there's some kind of a deal with them. Uh, uh, my prior church doesn't think that it, it's every t- uh, tribe and nation. That's a whole other matter. But this is what the Bible says. Verse 8, and all on the earth will worship him whose names have not been written in the book of life of the lambs slain from the foundation of the earth anyone has an ear to hear, let them hear. So yes, the whole world's gonna f- go for this. Now, if you're Asian, you personally don't have to be deceived. Uh, hopefully we can give you more information and make make your, make it easier for you to not be deceived. Um, we've got uh, a lot of literature. One of them is God calling you. If you're Asian and, God, and you're watching this and you're more interested in the truth, this may, may help you. We've got other booklets as well. That one is available at the ccg.org website. Um, another one I was grasping for at the same time was uh, Christians Ambassadors to the Kingdom of God. So we've got information. So if you are one that God is calling now, you do not have to be deceived. But most people will be deceived. The Bible is very clear about that. Now it should be mentioned that the Catholics of Rome have a bunch of prophecies that say those around the world, including those in Russia and China and different parts of Asia, are going to become part of their revised Catholic religion. Uh, I'm going to go through some of these prophecies listed here. And and we have an article at the cogwriter.com website. I have an article that I've written about uh, Asian prophecy that uh, you can go to. And I intend to link that to uh, uh, where I'm going to upload this so you can uh, see that Anyway, going to some of these prophecies, uh, their blessed Anna Maria Taghe in the 19th century said, whole nations will come back to the church, faith to the earth will be renewed, Russia and China will come into the church. Their Saint Bridget in the 14th century said, before Antichrist comes, the portal of faith will be opened to great numbers of pagans. Now, they consider the Asians to be pagans. Now, we would say what's going to happen is that Antichrist will be there. Uh, and that's when this is going to happen. Their venerable Magdalene Porzat, who died in 1850, said the great monarchs going to restore to, the, to their dominions legitimate kings. There will be a supreme pontiff. The whole world will be united and prosperous. One faith only, one emperor will reign over the whole earth. Their cardinal, La Roque, in the 18th century said a regeneration of faith will appear in Asia. Elizabeth Canori Moro, who died in 1825, said, Such is a glorious triumph reserved for the Catholic Church. She shall be praised, honored, and esteemed by all men. All men shall become Catholics and acknowledge Pope as a victor of Jesus Christ. Now, as I said, I don't think this will last. And as a matter of fact, I absolutely know it will not last. But there will be some stuff that the that, uh, Vatican is going to say, Okay, hey, our prophecies are being fulfilled. Look what's happening. I mentioned about uh, the Blessed Uh, So-called Blessed Anna Maria Tagge. She said there'll be three days of darkness. Uh, They claim that St. Peter and St. Paul are going to come down from heaven and preach the world and designate a new pope. There'll be uh, great light flash from their bodies and they'll decide who's going to be this pope. He's going to be holy, chosen by God to withstand the storm. At the end, he's going to have the gift of miracles. And his name will be praised around the earth. Remember, there's going to be signs and lying wonders. And Roman Catholic prophecies say there are going to be signs. They don't call them lying wonders. He's going to have the gift of miracles. We know that uh, the beast will have something like that. Uh, a woman called Mother Alphonse Ippinger, 1867, said, After God has purified. The world, faith and peace will return. Whole nations will heard, adhere to the teachings of the Catholic Church. And here's one from Pope Leo XIII in 1893. Uh, it talks about the Orient. Uh, we, we've got to take care for the preservation and propagation of the Catholic religion among the Hindus. A Hindu clergy has to be formed that could administer the sacraments and govern the Christian people properly no matter how menacing the times. Be sure that the role of Christianity in such remote reasons becomes well known. Make your people understand that something must be done for the Hindus. And that's actually consistent with some certain things that are going on right now with Pope Francis. Now, the acceptance of these Catholic leaders will not last. And I should probably mention that even Roman Catholic uh, writers have warned that uh, an anti-pope is going to rise up. But back in 2010, um, as a step to get the uh, Chinese to become Catholic, the uh, Vatican added the Catechism of the Catholic Church to the Chinese section of its website. It launched the Chinese section's website back in 29, 2009. It has traditional and simplified Chinese characters. And it says the website of uh, the Vatican is currently available in eight languages, Italian, English, French, Spanish, German, Portuguese, Latin, and Chinese. There might be some others I haven't looked. But it's interesting that Chinese is the first non-European language that the Catechism made available online. Now God is going to give more of a witness to the Asians. Let's go to Revelation chapter 11. Of course, not just the Asians, but others around the world. Revelation 11, verse 3. And I will give power to my two witnesses and they will prophesy 1,260 days clothed in sackcloth. These are two olive trees and the two lampstands which stand before the God of the earth. Skip down to verse seven. Now when they finish their testimony, the beast that ascends out of the bottomless pit will make war against them and overcome them and kill them. And their dead bodies will lie in the street in a great city which is spiritually called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. Then those of the peoples, tribes, and tongues, and nations will see their dead bodies three and a half days and will not allow their dead bodies to be put in the graves. The world's going to celebrate this. Now when you see the two witnesses rise up performing miracles and preaching against the future uh, European beast power, you should resist. But Because uh, uh, the Bible is clear in Revelation 7-9 that people of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues are going to respond to God during this time. Now there's a Chinese prophecy that uh, the writer of a book on Chinese prophecies I bought said he expects to be fulfilled during the time of the apocalypse. And it could be referring to the two witnesses. And we might have one of the two witnesses that goes to Asia more than the other one. And I do think the two witnesses are going to travel, not just stay in Asia. Jerusalem, as uh, I think my former association has hinted, uh, because I think if they were only in Israel, people aren't going to hear their message very well. Anyway, this is prophecies uh, attributed to somebody called Zhuzh Liang, for the third century. Rescuing others from disaster is only a saint. From extreme disasters born brightness. So this again could be a prophecy telling Asians that perhaps uh, one of the two witnesses is going to come there. And this may not be, by the way, demonic. There are some hints that some that uh, the Apostle Thomas and perhaps some associated with him uh, got in that part of the world. Thomas's belief had gotten to Malaysia, probably, and perhaps somebody there from there over into China to give some of, some of the information. As far as the two witnesses go, we have an uh, article uh, on the two witnesses as well as a sermon on them. You can find the articles at the cogwriter.com website. Now you say, you just read that the uh, Asians are going to be deceived. Yes, well the whole world is going to be deceived, but the Asians are actually very discerning. Um, They are going to figure out that this beast power isn't what it says it is. And uh, that will probably happen right after the two witnesses are are resurrected, or go up to heaven. That First resurrection per se. Anyway, there are scriptures about those in Asia, dealing with those in Europe. So I'm going to uh, Jeremiah chapter 50. Months ago, there we're going to read several passages from Jeremiah 50. Jeremiah 50, starting verse 9. For behold, I will raise and cause to come up against Babylon an assembly of great nations. From the north country, and they shall array themselves against her. From there, she shall be captured. The arrows shall be like those of an expert warrior. None will return in vain. None shall return in vain. Skip down to verse 41 of Jeremiah 50. Behold, a people shall come from the north. A great nation and many kings shall be raised from the ends of the earth. I showed you the map before. Asian nations into the ends of the earth, particularly from a Israel perspective, they shall hold the bow and the lance, they are cruel and shall show no not show mercy. Their voice shall roar like the sea. they shall ride on horses, set in array like a man for battle. Against you, O daughter of Babylon, the end time Babylon the daughter of Babylon, Babylon the Great, the king of Babylon has heard the report about them, and his hands grow feeble. Anguish has taken hold of him. Pangs as a woman in childbirth. Okay, so this is going to affect the European power. This will be the Asians led by Russia. This is consistent with Daniel chapter 11. You can go there if you'd like. Daniel 11, verse 40 we see that the King of the South, who's basically in North Africa and in the uh, Middle East, including parts of Asia, will go against the uh, King of the North. King of the North is going to win. He's going to beat them. He's going to defeat them. Some people he's going to allow to escape, which I believe includes the Turks and uh, uh, some of the people in the Arab Peninsula. Skipping that down to verse 44... But news from the east and the north. What's east of Europe? Asia. What's north of Europe? Well, the only name for the north of Europe would be Russia, which also is in Asia as well. News from the east and north shall trouble him. That's the king of the north. Therefore he shall go out with a great fury to destroy and annihilate many. He'll plant his tents of his palace between the seas and the glorious mountains. He shall come to his end and no one will help him. King of the North thinks by now he's got it and he's not going to get. Now, the Bible is clear that the King of the North is going to lose. There's other prophecies in uh, uh, Jeremiah 51 I'll get to a little bit later. But i want to point out that some Roman Catholic prophecies that are going to be deceiving the, the Roman Catholics. There's a Countess Princesa de Brillante, in the 20th century, she said, I see yellow warriors, again, this is a Roman Catholic prophecies, and red warriors marching against Europe. Europe will be completely covered with a yellow fog that will kill the cattle in the fields. These, those nations that rebelled against the law of Christ will perish by fire. Europe will then be too large for them who survive. So this is a Roman Catholic prophecy. Say, yes, Europe is going to try to take be taken over by these Asians, but we're going to win. No, that's not what the Bible says. Okay, here's another one. David Porius of the 17th century said, the great monarch, that's the king of the north, the beast, will be of French descent, blah, 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 blah. Dark eyes, light brown hair, eagle nose. He will crush the enemies of the pope and will conquer the east. So they have him conquering the east. Yet, they've got another one of their prophets that uh, probably all of you have heard of, Nostradamus. In the 16th century, he said, The great Asiatic Empire will spread across the sea and continents to destroy the Christian world. That is going to happen. But again, they may. Oh, well, actually, if that could destroy the Christian world, it's going to destroy what would happen in Europe. But anyway, the reality is, people in Europe got prophecies that say, the Asians are going to come, but we're going to, we in Europe are going to win. That is not what's going to happen. I mentioned uh, Jeremiah 51. I want to go there because the power to the north and the east that the king of the north is going to be worried about looks to be like a Russian-led power. Jeremiah 51, starting verse 11. Make the arrows bright. Gather the shields the Lord has raised up the spirit of the kings of the Medes, for his plan is against Babylon to destroy it, because it is vengeance of the Lord, the vengeance of for his temple. Now there's, notice there's kings of the Medes, that means there's multiple ones. This includes multiple governments, perhaps such as Russia, Belarus, uh, Crimea, uh, maybe, maybe Ukraine. Uh, also, we go further down, verse 24, We see uh, Armenia mentioned. Uh, It says, I will repay Babylon and all the inhabitants of Chaldea for all the evil done in your sight. In Zion, in your sight, says the Lord. Pulled them against you, O destroying mountains, who destroys all the earth. Verse 27 Set up a banner in the land, blow the the trumpet among the nations, prepare the nations against, or call the kings together. Ararat. Now that's probably Armenia. Many, now some people think that's got to do with another part of Armenia, but some say also it might have to do with uh, Ascania and uh, the land called Georgia. Uh, uh, on Ashkines again there's different descendants from there, appoint a general against her, cause the horses to come up like a bristling locust, prepare against her the nations with the kings of the Medes, its governors, and all its rulers, all the land of its dominion, and the land will tremble in sorrow for... Every purpose of the Lord shall be performed against Babylon, which is the European power, to make the land of Babylon desolation without inhabitants. Powers from the northern, eastern, and western parts of Asia are going to get together against Europe. This will not end well for the daughter of Babylon. Uh, I've got a lot of other things here about uh, uh, the Asian powers trying to get together to dethrone the U.S. dollar, I'm not going to go into that, but the Bible talks about various things from uh, uh, the kings of the east, so let's go to Daniel chapter 9, Daniel, excuse me, I said Daniel, I meant Revelation, Revelation chapter 9, didn't mean to get you in the wrong part of the scripture. Revelation 9, starting verse 13. The sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, Release the four angels who were bound to the great river Euphrates. So the four angels who had been prepared for the hour, day, and month, and year were released to kill a third of mankind. Now the number of the army of the horsemen was 200 million. And I heard the number of them, and thus I saw the horses in the vision. And those who sat on them had breastplates of fiery red, hyacinth blue, sulfur yellow. And the heads of the horses, horses were like the heads of lions, and out of their mouths came fire, smoke, and brimstone. By these three plagues a third of mankind was killed. By fire, smoke, and brimstone came out of their mouths. Only China Possibly India and others in Asia could possibly put together a uh, 200 million person army. And notice by the way told you that, about the, the three colors, uh, the red, the blue, and the yellow that's talked about in Revelation chapter 9. These are some colors associated with the Chinese military. And uh, interestingly when the Apostle John was inspired to write that there were only 100 million, about 100 million males, including children, on the earth at the time. So it wasn't possible, but it is now. Uh, according to uh, a couple of places that I checked with, uh, Chairman Mao allegedly boasted in the 1960s that uh, he, he had an army of 200 million men. And he supposedly referenced uh, this prophecy in there. Now, some, uh, Herbert Armstrong actually made a few comments about this. He says, the second woe of its symbols and horses and horsemen, talking about the book of Revelation, is referred to as the event of the Day of the Eternal in Joel 2.4. This refers to tremendous military power. Come from an army of 200 million. Think about it, army 200 million. World events are now making this possible for the creation of a Eurasian army that's with that amount of unbelievable manpower. And what does it say in Joel that this army is going to do? Go to Joel chapter two. The people has come great and strong, Joel two verse two. It's never been like this, nor ever shall be. Many successive generations fire devours before them behind them a flame burns the land before them is like garden of Eden behind them is like it's desolate surely nothing has escaped them their appearance is like the appearance of horses the noise of chariots over mountains they leap like a fl- noise of flaming fire devours the stubble like a strong people in battle array before them the people writhe in pain people are worried about this this is what prophesied in Jeremiah as well faces are drained of color, they run like mighty men, they climb like men of war, everyone marches in formation, they don't break ranks, they don't push each other, they march in their column, they lunge between the weapons, they're not cut down, they run to and fro in the city, they run down the wall, they climb the houses, they enter the windows like a thief. Europe is going to be destroyed Now there's a Russian prediction made over a century ago, back in 1907, that Russia and China are going to take over Europe. This is from the New York Times, by the way. One of the causes that will lead to eventual degenerated regenerated Asia, me, one of the causes that will eventually lead to a regenerated, regenerated China attacking Europe will be the predominance of males over females in the celestial kingdom, where China is bound to make memorable appearances on the world stage and it's indispensable that Russia will bind herself in close union with China until China overflows her shores and pours down in a torrent on Europe. So notice this prophecy the reason I mention this it's, it says that Russia and China are going to take over Europe and it's going to be because China one of the factors, according to the writer here, is that China is going to have too many males and china and india by the way have a problem with too many males compared to females Uh, they tend to allow abortion in china they had a a one-child policy and this resulted in an imbalance having more males so while again the prophecy from 1907 is not from the bible it does line up with the bible and Historically, when you've got a point where you've got a lot of males and sex ratio is out of balance, you see more crime and you see more war. And we're getting closer to that happening. Now, let's go to Revelation chapter 16. Starting verse 12. Then the sixth angel poured out his wrath out of his bowl on the great river Euphrates. And it was dried up so the Way of the kings of the east might be prepared. Now this literally means the kings of the sunrise, the kings of the east. And there I saw these unclean spirits, like frogs, come out of the mouth of the dragon, mouth of the beast, mouth of the false prophet. They are the spirits of demons performing signs, which go out to the kings of the earth and to the whole world to gather them to battle that great God, Dave, God Almighty. So it looks like other. Signs are going to be involved in making this happen as well. Behold, I come as the sea thief. Blessed he who watches and keeps his garments. lest he walk naked, see a shame. And they gather them together to the place in Hebrew called Armageddon. So we see the kings of the east. So therefore, it's more than one country. They're going to have to cross over the Euphrates. And when you see, combine this with Revelation 9 about a 200 man army, million man army. Uh, you can. I would call this World War Four. I think World War Three is in the United States and its British set of allies get destroyed. And so we know that this is going to to happen. Uh, there's various prophecies about it. Now that's going to happen after the Great Tribulation. Jesus talked about that in Matthew 24. And in Revelation 16, let me go there, starting verse 17. We also see that God's gonna issue punishment to nearly all of humanity after Babylon, the European empire falls. Revelation 16, verse 17. Then the seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air and a loud voice came out of the temple of heaven from the throne saying, it's done. There are noises and thunderings and lightnings. There was a great earthquake. Such a mighty earthquake had not occurred since men were on the earth. Now the great city divided into three parts and the cities of the nations fell. The great Babylon was remembered before God to give her the cup of the wrath, the wine of her fierceness of his wrath. Every island fled away, every mountains were not found. Great hail from heaven fell upon men. Each hailstone reigned about a talent, men blaspheming God because of the plague of hail. That plague was exceedingly great. Let's back up to uh, why this is gonna happen. Verse nine of Revelation 16. It talks about men were scorched with great heat and they blasphemed the name of God who has power over the plagues and they did not repent and give him glory. Repentance is what's needed and those who will not repent are going to face the wrath of God. What about you, whether you're Asian or not? Well, Philippians 2.12, the Apostle Paul said, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Therefore, your personal relationship with God is... Very important. Don't just pawn it off on whatever your other, your countrymen uh, say or do. And yes, you can be helped during the uh, time of the great tribulation. I want to uh, read something from Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter four, uh, verse twenty-nine. But from there, you will seek the Lord your God, and you will find him if you seek him with all your heart, with all your soul. When you are in distress, and all these things come upon you, in the latter days, when you turn to the Lord your God and obey his voice, for the Lord your God is a merciful God, again, Deuteronomy 4, verse 31 now, he will not forsake you, nor destroy you, nor forget the covenant of your fathers which he swore to you. Yes, there is help from God in hard times for those who will be sincere and truly strive for it. Now, what's gonna happen after all these battles and punishments? Matthew 24, go to verse 29. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from heaven, the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. You don't have to go there, but Revelation 19, verse 16 says he has on his robe, and on his thigh name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Revelation 20 verses 4 through 6 talks about God ushering in a kingdom that will last a thousand years. But then it talks about something called the second resurrection. And as I mentioned before, the Bible's clear, Revelation 7, 9, that people from Asia and elsewhere are going to become part of God's kingdom. It says, After these things, Revelation 7 verse 9, I look and behold a great multitude which no one can number, all the nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues standing before the throne of God. After the thousand years have expired of the millennial kingdom of God, uh, all who are around will be resurrected. This is the second resurrection. Let's go to Revelation 20 verse 7. When a thousand years has expired, Satan will be released from his prison, go out to deceive the nations, which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, and I'll have another message another time about Gog and Magog, I'm not going to go through all that, now was not enough time. Uh, and they went up to the breadth of the earth, surrounded the camp of the saints, and uh, fire will come from heaven, devour them, and the devil that deceives them was cast like the lake of fire. The Verse 11, I saw a great white throne, and him who sat on it, and whose face was on the earth, and heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, the small and great, standing before God. and The books were open. another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged according to their works, by the things which were written uh, in the well I'm so the books. The sea gave up the dead and they were in it. Death and Hades delivered up the dead it, and they were judged according to their works. So they will everybody will be judged. and when people are judged, they will be found uh, who haven't accepted Christ, they will be found guilty. But it says in James two verse thirteen that mercy triumphs over judgment. And the time is going to come when those in Asia will be resurrected. Those who did not know God will be resurrected. Let's go to read something in Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 6, starting with verse 9. So I'll give you a moment to get there. Isaiah 6, verse 9. While the mainstream Christian view correctly teaches that there's salvation in no other than Jesus, because it's the only name at our heaven by which you can be saved, they haven't quite figured out what about the multitudes of Asians who never heard of Jesus or know or know the truth about him. And Jesus said in John six, forty-four, No one can come to me unless the Father sent me draws him. And only a few are being called in this age. Jesus said, Many are called, and few are chosen, Matthew twenty-two, verse fourteen. So let's now go to Isaiah. Six, starting verse nine. Go tell, go and tell this people. Keep on hearing, do not understand. Keep on seeing, do not perceive. Make the heart of this people dull and their ears heavy, and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and return, and be healed. And I said to them, How long, Lord? How long? And He answered, Until the cities are laid waste and without inhabitant, the houses without a man, and the land utterly desolate. In other words, what the Bible is teaching us is the bulk of humanity, including those in Asia, will not understand until after a time of great desolation, which has not yet happened. You say, well, a lot of these people are idolaters. Well, Isaiah 44, verse 17, 18 says, and the rest of it he makes into a God, He is carved image, he falls down before it, worships it, prays to it, and says, deliver me, you're my God. They do not know nor understand, for he has shut their eyes so they cannot see in their hearts that they cannot understand. Go down to Isaiah 45, verse 20. It says, they have no knowledge who carry the wood of their carved image. They pray to a God that can't save. Now, is God going to condemn them? Well, much of the uh, Greco-Roman uh, theology says yes. But unless the idolaters committed to the unpardonable sin, there's an opportunity for them. You don't have to go there, but it says in Luke 3, verse 6, all flesh will see the salvation of God. And that's based on something in Isaiah 52, verse 10. It says, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. And it says, Jesus said in Luke 13, Verse 28 to 30, they shall come from the east and the west and the north and the south and sit down in the kingdom of God. Indeed, there will be those who are last are first and first that will be last. God has a plan of salvation that includes the Asians. Most who profess Christianity now don't understand what it is. Now, some of the Roman Catholics hope that for a time a bunch of Asians are going to uh, come with them, but what about all the billions of Asians that have lived throughout history? We have a free book available at the ccog.org website, Universal Offers Salvation. It goes through hundreds of scriptures. The destiny of Asians is not just to be involved in destroying end-time Babylon. It's not just to be prosperous for a time during the time of Babylon. It is to be in the coming Kingdom of God. Anyway, there are prophecies both in the Bible and in Asian sources that are looking forward or looking toward a time coming where a leader will rise up in Europe and we will be getting support from those in Asia. That's not going to last. The Bible says all the world will worship the beast which will include people in Asia. The Bible also says that they're going to turn against this Babylonian power when they realize that the signs and wonders were often lying wonders and that what Europe claimed to be will not be. But Again, after Armageddon and after Jesus returns, after the millennial kingdom, everyone who ever lived will be resurrected. How else will all flesh see the salvation of God if they don't get an opportunity? The Bible is actually clear that the uh, idolaters and people from the north and the east, which would be Russia and Asia will be in the coming kingdom of God. And don't just think, oh, it's just going to be a few. There will be billions and billions of people. And regarding both of those particular things, again, I would recommend our uh, two free booklets, uh, The Gospel of the Kingdom of God, and Universal Offer of Salvation. And if you are in Europe, or Asia, because you're in Europe, you want salvation as well, right? We have our booklets, uh, Is God Calling You and Christians Ambassadors to the Kingdom of God. There is good news for Asia, but it is going to go through some ups and downs and some turmoil before all that happens. Believe the Word of God, but in the long run, there's very good news for those of Asia and those in the world because God will offer salvation to all. All will have an opportunity for salvation. And despite mis- understandings and wrong traditions that some of the Greco-Roman churches teach, God does have a plan of salvation that works and that does include the Asians and that's part of Asian prophecy that very few people understand. This is Dr. Bob Teal for the Continuing Church of God.